It's steep your tea or brew your coffee. Lean back and put up your feet. You've reached Honey Avenue. Good morning, good evening. Welcome to this Lazy Sunday podcast, brought to you from the depth of the Danish countryside. My name is Miller Rees, and I'd like to say thank you for returning if you made it through the experiment that was the first episode. I salute thee. And if you're new here, once again, welcome. It is lovely to have you here. I'll be rambling sweet nonsense into your ear for approximately the next 15 to 20 minutes, so let's get right to it, shall we? Today's hot topic is coming to you straight from the hop. If you caught on to the title of this episode, you'll be chuckling by now. Or wishing me 10 feet into hell. One or the other. Either way, guys, today we're discussing the phenomenon, the urban myth, and legend that is pumpkin spice latte. A quintessential hot beverage for some. A controversial crime against coffee for others. I'll elaborate. Now, I'll go out on a whim here and say it's probably the biggest food trend to date. At least in this millennial generation. But should it have escaped your attention completely, I don't see how it really could unless you've been living under a rock for the past decade or two. And if that's the case, I feel for you, but if it is so that you've never heard about the wonders of a PSL, as it's also called, allow me the pleasure of explaining it to you. A pumpkin spice latte is, in the words of its creator Starbucks, and I quote from their website, our signature espresso and steamed milk with the celebrated flavor combination of pumpkin, cinnamon, nutmeg and clove. Enjoy it topped with whipped cream and real pumpkin pie spices. So. Basically, it's a foamy coffee with the taste of vegetable and spices. Ascended with whipped cream, because let's be real, that makes anything better. It's a seasonal drink, which usually comes out at the end of summer or beginning of autumn, depending on where you live in the world and how eager your caffeine purveyors are to cater to our spicy needs. But I also jumped over to the dark rabbit hole that is Urban Dictionary to see how other people define this revolutionary concoction. And golly Moses, I was in for a treat, and so are you guys. The first definition popping up simply says, the blood of white girls. Now that's a statement. <laughs> for those of you living under the rocks, or those of you who simply have a life and don't care about this rather inconsequential thing, the pumpkin spice latte has apparently been heavily linked to white American girls seeking out this hot beverage for its, let's say, aesthetic purposes. It's rather pretty and pleasing to the eye, and almost serves like a kind of accessory. Like, it's not a complete autumnal outfit if you're not holding a steaming pumpkin spice latte. Now, this is a highly generalizing definition. PSLs are, of course, not excluding anybody, unless you suffer any allergies, keeping you at bay. Another definition comes with a little more information. It says, a drink from Starbucks that many white girls drink during the fall while dressed in boots, typically ox, yoga pants or leggings of some sort, and a jacket. I have to give some marks to this one. It's almost objective. Almost. But it paints a pretty good picture of what the pumpkin spice latte is, and more so what it has become in our rambunctious society. Clearly, from these trolling definitions, it is apparent that the pumpkin spice latte is a polarizing drink. But hold up a second, we need to back up a little here. Because where does it even come from? Who invented it and what inspired it? 
let's dive into the history of the pumpkin spice latte. So I found this article from a website called Food and Wine. And of course, there is a time before and after the PSL or the pumpkin spice latte. Before the PSL became a phenomenon by way of Starbucks, who launched their first pumpkin spice latte in 2003, pumpkin spice was a blend of spices used to flavor pumpkin pie, obviously. The most common components of pumpkin spice is cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, allspice and cloves. Pumpkin pies have been part of the American baking cuisine for centuries, a written recipe dating as far back as 1789. Most popular, I imagine, at the arrival of autumn, and especially as a dessert for the American holiday of Thanksgiving. In the 1930s, the first manufactured spice blend arrived in the States. The pumpkin spice latte is Starbucks' most popular seasonal beverage ever, and since its revolutionary birth in 2003, there's been sold more than 424 million PSLs in the States alone. A fun fact from the article read that in the course of developing the PSL, the Starbucks research and development team poured espresso shots on top of pumpkin pies, tasting different combinations to determine the best ratio of cinnamon and nutmeg to coffee and steamed milk. But it wasn't until 2015 that Starbucks started including real pumpkin, like real juice, in the drink. Now, the PSL is also available all around the world by now, and this baffling invention gave way for an entire market for pumpkin spice products. To name a few, there's the more acceptable like cookies and fudge caramels, but there's also the more bizarre items like cup noodles, cheese, hummus, and during my research, I even stumbled upon a limited edition of pumpkin spice spam. Yeah, the less said about that, the better, really. But it's not only food, it's candles and bath products and even toothpaste. Fantasy is limitless, of course. We are all here for the inventive and creative. But I don't know if that's an acceptable excuse for excessive capitalism, you know? Now, guys, all I've touched upon so far really relates mainly to the English-speaking countries. Obviously, the United States of America carries a huge weight here, with the pumpkin spice latte being the homeland of its invention. But I also believe it's rather popular in Canada, the United Kingdom, and possibly also Australia. I'm not so sure about the last one, but if you listen to the first episode of this podcast, you'll know that I come from Denmark. And here in the land of the Vikings, I don't know whether or not the PSL has really conquered. So, I went on a little field trip for you lovely people. I popped out to my local shopping center to see whether or not the coffee shops and cafes there had anything pumpkin related to offer. Now, my local shopping center is rather small. It's nothing compared to American or even British standards. There's only like two chain coffee shops, Starbucks and Espresso House. And then there's a couple of independent cafes and bistros and such. So I popped over there, blissfully overlooking the fact that someone had been stabbed by the main entrance earlier this week. Yeah, anyhow, both Starbucks and Espresso House had seasonal offers on hand. Our friend Starbucks had four autumnal beverages, here among our infamous pumpkin spice latte, of course. They also had an iced pumpkin cream cold brew. Funny enough, as I was there, they'd put out a sign saying there would be an happy hour on Thursday between 3 and 5 in the afternoon where you could buy a pumpkin spice latte and get one for free. Interesting marketing ploy Starbucks, I have to say. Whereas over at Espresso House, they only had three autumn drinks. Here among their take on the PSL, which they simply call pumpkin latte. 
no spice. Maybe for copyright or trademark reasons, I don't know. But then there were the aforementioned independent establishments, but here I couldn't find a single trace of anything relatable to pumpkin spice whatsoever. I believe the PSL might have a stronger foothold in Copenhagen, but alas, I come from the more rural parts of the kingdom, and here it's not really that popular. We like our coffee and vegetables separately, thank you. We're potato and gravy kind of people. I'm going off on a tangent, back on track. When I chose to chat about this today, it's because I wonder just what it is about pumpkin spice latte that has made it into such a international phenomenon. Because yes, it's taken the world by storm, even the Viking. I mean, as it's been around since 2003, by now it's not really a craze, is it? It's obviously here to stay, it's coming back every single year, and the main reason I could think of is its aesthetic quality. Much as I hesitate to agree with our trolls over on the Urban Dictionary, I can't deny there's some truth in their statements, despite their, let's say, rather heinous generalizations. The pumpkin spice latte has become the embodiment of autumn, which if you've ever vis visited the wonderland that is Pinterest, you'll know how praised this annual season is. I mean, by now it's probably as celebrated in the world of aesthetics as Christmas is. And as the PSL is basically a drinkable pumpkin pie, it's become the mandatory staple in nearly every autumnal photo or flat lay. Love it or hate it, the PSL is also very Instagrammable, and that might be the base of its continuing popularity. Sure, it might taste good and serve up as a nice way to quench your thirst. Let's not disregard its satiating value completely. Naturally, there's tons of people out there ordering a PSL simply because they like the taste of it. But in our day and age, beverages and food and any manner of nourishment in general has become not only essential for our survival, but for our online presence as well. It might sound oddly stupid to some people, but for others, eating or drinking anything that can't make a pretty photo on their grid or an intriguing boomerang on Instagram, what's even the point of having it? It's troubling, it's disturbing and definitely worrying, but it's true. We've entered an age of cyberspace and to some extent it has altered the way we eat. Just think about the amount of food you can order online now. How many fast food joints offer delivery, not to mention the popularity of a drive through We like to get our food fast and for it to look pretty and photogenic so it can get this amount of likes or this amount of views. Our food and drinks have gone from sustenance to content. We rely upon our choices of nutritional needs to gain a bigger or better or more likable online person. For instance, during my little field trip I saw not one, not two, but five people taking multiple photos of their food or drinks before even tucking into it or taking the first sip. This raises several questions, mainly whether or not we're present for the life we live and not just the one online many of us are so hyper-focused on. I'm using the terms we and us and our liberally here. Now, I know this doesn't concern all of us. Not everybody is knee-deep in the throes of social media. Naturally, I can only speak for myself. But I'll make a careful assumption and say we've probably all been subject or witness to this kind of behavior in some way, shape or form, intentional or not. I'll be the first to put my hand over my heart and plead guilty to this at some point in my life, but I'll digress. The pumpkin spice latte is by no means the only trend playing into this aesthetic malarkey, but I think we can agree it's one of the first things that comes to mind in this regard. Alas, I'm not out to bash the PSL, or judge anyone who loves it. Drink it, enjoy it, savor it, its spiciness now that it's getting colder and significantly wetter, at least in the part of the world that I call home. My own stand in the drink? 
I guess I'm on the fence. I like it, but it's not something I'd go out of my way to get. I enjoy coffee, but not on a daily basis, and whenever I'm in for a caffeine hit, I'd always go for a strong dog espresso instead. But I can't deny the spicy element of the pumpkin spice latte. It's delicious. And maybe if you don't really like a starchy pumpkin pie, but still fancy the spices, the PSL could be a savior. Granted that you also like coffee, of course. I mean, with everything that has happened in the world these past couple of years and all that is still going on, we should all acknowledge and be grateful for all the fantastic, satiating and or wacky treats we can get our grubby little hands on. Unfortunately, not everyone has that privilege. And on that rather dreary note, I'll... I've been rambling on now for long enough. I'll stop before we venture out of the fun and lighthearted territory I've promised you here on the podcast. Wow, we've gone from the base notes of a seasonal hot beverage to the enigmatic dilemma of online obsession, and boy, it's been a journey. I hope you've enjoyed this little venture down Honey Avenue, but now let's move on to the last segment, which is, in case you've forgotten, Quiz of the Week. And guys, I found an epic quiz for you today. I went to old reliable BuzzFeed with the notion that I wanted something that would tie in nicely with today's spicy topic. And golly Moses, there's tons of quizzes about autumn and autumnal treats and even a lot about seasonal beverages such as our dear PSL. But then I came upon the quiz of all quizzes and I immediately knew this is it. It has to be. It is called Eat Your Way Through This Pumpkin Spice Breakfast Buffet and We'll Reveal which Powerpuff Girl you are. I'll pause for you to fully digest this for a moment. Guys, in case you can't tell, I'm embarrassingly excited about this. So much so, I should probably have a good wonder over whether or not I've got my priorities in check. But honestly, who could resist a title as alluring and promising as this one? Now, if you've got absolutely no idea what the blubbering babble a Powerpuff Girl is, let me explain. If you're a 90s child or a fellow millennial or grew up around this time, you might remember the Powerpuff Girls, which was an animated cartoon TV series for Cartoon Network. It first aired in the middle of the 90s in the United States and continued into the early 2000s. In short, it featured the crime-solving life of three, like, kindergarten superheroes or infamous Powerpuff Girls who lived in this fictional city of Townsville where they frequently help out the mayor of the city basically catching criminals and kings mass as you do and honestly what I remember most is the severe character differences between the three girls they were very sharply distinguishable not only for their signature colors so we've got Blossom, Bubbles and Buttercup Blossom is the blue one, and she's the sweet, soft, and humble one. Then there's Bubbles, the red one, who's headstrong and determined. And lastly, there's Buttercup, who embodies the color green, and she's rough and tough and kind of tomboyish. They are each so very differently emotionally, and I remember it being a thing deciding which of them you were amongst your friends. I guess I was always Blossom, to be honest. But really, the three of them embodies three varying stages of temper. But enough of the backstories, it's quiz time. Let's see what my preferred autumnal breakfast choices has to say about my level of aggression, shall we? So, the first thing we have to do is choose a bowl. And the first, we have three choices. And the first one, I don't know what kind of bowl that is. Then there's a ceramic and then there's a wooden one. I'll take the classic ceramic. Now choose a milk. And we have the choice between almond milk, coconut milk and regular milk. I'll go for regular milk. 
Then we have to choose some cereal. Choose one from three. Pumpkin Spice Cheerios, Pumpkin Spice Frosted Flakes, or Special K Pumpkin Spice. I'll go with Pumpkin Spice Frosted Flakes. That's a classic. Pick another cereal. Life Pumpkin Spice Cereal, Mini Wheats Pumpkin Spice, Puffin Pumpkin Cereal. Now, this is clearly American. I don't know what most of these are, but I'll take Mini Wheats Pumpkin Spice. That sounds fun. Now pick a Pumpkin Spice Sweet Treat. Pancakes, waffles, or cinnamon rolls. Ooh, cinnamon rolls. That's so good. Choose a pumpkin spice baked item. Muffin, bread, or bun cake. I'll take the muffin. Any non-pumpkin spice breakfast sites for you? And we can choose between bacon, set of potatoes, eggs, toast, or no thanks. Ooh, I'll take bacon. Always go with bacon. Unless you're vegan, of course. <laughs> and finally, what pumpkin spice drink will you choose? And we have three choices between pumpkin spice latte, of course, pumpkin spice smoothie, or pumpkin juice, like Harry Potter. Ooh, this is a tough one. I really want to choose pumpkin juice because like Harry Potter, but since we've had the topic of pumpkin spice latte, I think I have to choose that one. I got bubbles. Congrats, you got bubbles. You're full of joy and laughter. Your sweet and caring personality makes you a great listener. You have a special bond with animals and you're definitely a people person. You're also not afraid to show your emotions. Although you're afraid of a lot of things, you can definitely conquer your fears if you put your mind to it. Stay awesome. Wow, that's great. I got bubbles. What a shock. Now, that's all I have for you guys today. You're probably tired of my voice. I know I'll be by the time I get here during the editing. Anyhow, that's my headache, not yours. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe if you enjoyed it and feel free to leave a cheeky little rating if you can be bothered. I won't force your hand, but do it. It's right there. It's easy. You can do it. Alright, you can reach me on Twitter, guys. Just search at HoneyAvenuePod and please, while we're at it, follow me there too. I'm doing updates all the time, but mostly I'm there to polish off my GIF game. Yeah, I hope you'll enjoy it as much as I am. And if not, do let me know. Thanks again, and I'll be back soon with a new episode. Bye.